Good morning. My name is Chuck Wilson, and happy to be here this morning on the first Friday of January uh, to be part of the Sacred Heart Hour, which is co-hosted by Father Stash Daly, along with my wife, Joanne Wilson. Good morning. All right, Joanne. Uh, Father Stash is returning from Rome uh, so that means it's Joanne and I with two special oh, guests this morning. Oh, stay tuned. We're going to have a great program for you today. And our guest this morning on the first session will be Father Jonathan Wilson, our son, pastor of Blessed Sacrament in Newark, Ohio. And the second session, we have John Swisher, a parishioner at St. Pius in Reynoldsburg and one of the missionaries of the Sacred Heart. And Joanne, why don't you lead us off with the morning offering prayer, please? I'd love to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day, in union with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father for this month. Amen. And Chuck, that's a prayer that my mother taught us when we were little, and that's a prayer that I've really prayed all my life, and it's a great prayer to memorize and put on your window and start your day. First, when your eyes open in the morning, say your morning offering. And um, as we continue, um, we want to just, again, let you know that the phones are open at 614-459-4820. 614-459-4820, or you can go to our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And we're excited today again to talk about the enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. And when you call in, certainly if you have any questions, or if you're interested in signing up for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in your school, business, uh, home, parish, or organization, uh, it's a great time to do it. We have the staff here, a great staff at St. Gabriel Radio, which will be answering the phones and then follow the program. We will follow up with you uh, to see how we can help you either with your question or making sure that we can start the enthronement process. You know, I'm really looking forward to this program because of our special guests today. They're going to offer us kind of another perspective on parish life, and then as John and Jeannie have are missionaries, you know, some of their personal stories and their experiences. So I think you'll find this to be a very uh, informative and also very helpful program. And our first guest this morning, as I mentioned, is going to be Father Jonathan yeah. Wilson. And uh, he's a graduate <laughs> of Franciscan University of Steubenville in 1996. And from the Josephinum in May of 2003, so this is his 15th year mm, as a priest in the diocese. And you're having fun. Good morning, yeah. Mom and Dad. Hey, good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good to hear your voice. And he served as an associate pastor at St. Mary's in Lancaster from 2003 to 2005, and then served an associate pastor in Perry County Consortium of the Catholic parishes from 2005 to 2008. And since 2008, he has been the pastor of Blessed Sacrament. All right. And in his free time, discussed men's ministry in the new evangelization uh, with, he says, with my parents. (laughs) I I don't get that with my parents. Free time, as in I have no free time. (laughs) Yeah, I would attest to that. And uh, so, Father Wilson, let's start off and please maybe share with our audience this morning, why do you believe in the Sacred Heart devotion, the enthronement, and why is it so important today? 
Well, that's a great question. Obviously, this has been something that has been important in our family, and we had the example of my my grandfather, mom's dad, and, and, and my grandparents who had a great devotion to the Sacred Heart. So it's something we can say old and traditional, but also I think something very, very new to be rediscovered and, uh, and relevant. And from my own point of view, uh, I see the Sacred Heart devotion as um, our way as Catholic Christians to to have that uh, centering on the person of Jesus Christ, that focus on Christ, uh, which is the heart and the essence uh, of our faith, um, and particularly with the challenges that we're facing today uh, in the Church. Uh, among the many responses that uh, we are called to, I believe the greatest and most important response is a, a greater return to Christ. And there's no greater way for us to do that uh, than to be renewed in a or to discover uh, a devotion to uh, the sacred heart of Jesus. You know, I have seen that just as a dad and I come to visit your parish, and I've seen that renewal, and you have that side shrine to the sacred heart. And I think it is truly making a difference, especially during this time with the crisis in the church going to Jesus, because he has the answers. And that's been, certainly this year we've been, um, I guess, you know, that, as I prayed about how do we respond to the situation, what came to my mind was a, was a nine-month novena to the Sacred Heart. And so now we're praying, as you know, a, a simple prayer to the Sacred Heart uh, at the conclusion of every Mass, and we'll do so for nine months. We started in September. It will end in in May, and then that will prepare for the month of June, which is a, uh, which of course is traditionally uh, the month of the Sacred Heart and uh, the month in which the the solemnity or feast of the Sacred Heart falls in, and so that's certainly an opportunity for us to to uh, be focused on on the heart of Jesus to be re- to rediscover that, and then in our church we recently restored it two years ago. We brought back the uh, the side shrine to the Sacred Heart. Originally and in our church, there was, a, there was a side altar to the Sacred Heart of Jesus that over the years had been taken out, uh, but it seems so appropriate to, to bring that back and again uh, to, to reemphasize the uh, importance of the person of Jesus Christ and the importance of being focused on um, His heart for many reasons. And also that link between the Sacred Heart and obviously uh, the, the, the Church is the Blessed Sacrament, but the link between the Sacred Heart and the Eucharist, and how do you see that working? Well, I, I certainly feel very blessed to be the pastor of a Church that is called Blessed Sacrament. Um, and we talk frequently as a parish that this is a great honor for us, but also we feel a tremendous sense of responsibility to to live up to that name, to be a place where uh, reverence for Jesus' real presence in the Holy Eucharist is is felt and experienced. And, and traditionally, the devotion to the Sacred Heart and devotion to the Blessed Sacrament have uh, become very closely associated with one another. We can say, in a way, it's the same devotion because it's devotion to the person of Jesus Christ, uh, we can discuss his heart as the Eucharistic heart of Jesus uh, in the Holy Eucharist. There's no greater way to to describe our Lord than uh, to rec- than to focus on his heart, because of course uh, the biblical understanding of the heart is the is the essence of a person, and so the the connections are are many. And for us, I believe it's an invitation us as a parish to grow both in our appreciation of Jesus's real and abiding presence in the Holy Eucharist, and as well uh, an opportunity for us to, in a way, discover again this uh, treasure that is devotion to the Sacred Heart. And with the renewal going on today at Blessed Sacrament with the Sacred Heart, have you seen anything different? going on with your parishioners and so forth now that you've started this nine-month novena and you've been praying uh, the uh, the Sacred Heart Prayer after every Mass? 
You know, I think that the particularly because of the difficult headlines we've had in um, our regarding our church for the last several months, I I sense that the people really have responded to this invitation to focus on the person of Christ, and in that I don't I don't sense that we are in in crisis as a parish. Uh, our our numbers were up at. At Christmas, there's no decline in our Sunday Mass attendance. And so that in itself, I think, is, is certainly encouraging. Um, and, and again, as we pray that prayer every, every day, whatever, and there's a kind of a growing volume in that prayer, I, I just sense that it's, it's deepening. Um, we have a number of other initiatives related to the Sacred Heart in the parish. Uh, one is our First Friday Family Night, mm. um, which we actually began a couple years ago as a way of bringing families together in a, in a faith-filled uh, evening. Um, we've kind of deepened that with the addition of a Mass, so tonight I'll celebrate a 5.30 p.m. Mass, and then following that, the families will gather with a potluck dinner in the, in the gym. The kids will run around and have a great time, and then we'll come back to the, par- to the uh, church for a brief experience of Eucharistic uh, adoration and benediction. And I think, I think that's that's another area where just associating First Friday and Sacred Heart and Family wow, Life, beautiful. Mass, and Eucharist, all those things are an invitation for us to just take a few steps deeper uh, in our understanding. And um, as St. Margaret Mary, when Jesus appeared to her in 1673 uh, and came out of that were the Twelve Promises, uh, one of the major promise was this nine-month uh, novena uh, on First Friday, attending First Friday Mass, and um, and how do you do that within your parish? Well, that is something that we've again maybe started or deepened during this this time. I've added a a Friday evening Mass, so now we we have our all school Mass at at nine a.m. on Fridays, and that's always been an opportunity for us to celebrate a votive mass in honor of the sacred heart and, and introduce the, the school children to this uh, but also obviously a lot of the parents are are working during that time and so that 5:30 p.m. mass uh, opens up the opportunity for more parishioners to to make the the, fir- the nine first fridays interestingly the last two first fridays have fallen on um, more or less feast days or or special days we had the vigil of the Immaculate Conception in December, and then in November we had uh, All Souls. But obviously, as, as people attended those Masses, they also fulfilled their First Friday uh, commitment. And um, what would you say to a couple or individual that's considering the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in their home? Well, it's a great opportunity for families to, to develop a prayer life within the home. A lot of our Catholic families who attend Mass are uh, still not comfortable really praying together as a family in their home. Uh, But the Church teaches us that the family is the domestic Church. And so if the family is the domestic Church, then the domestic Church needs to be able to pray together in the home. Uh, by, By enthroning Jesus as the king of a home and as praying together, as a family, uh, that that helps to introduce greater family prayer. It gets it helps to to connect church and family life, church and and life. Um, it helps to break down the, the the compartmentalization of our faith. That tendency to to okay, I've gone to mass, check the box, and now I'm moving on. But to see that the faith needs to permeate uh, every aspect of our life. Obviously, the we could go on and on about the blessings of a home enthronement, but my my point would be is that a family should not feel intimidated by it. So many families are aware of their of their imperfections, uh, but rather to invite the Lord uh, into their home precisely uh, because of the imperfections that they that every family has. You know, we have found as we bring as missionaries, we bring everything needed for the home enthronement, and we also gather the family and pray with them that first day. But there's a big difference coming back a week later when families have followed through and continue to do the preparation. 
because uh, it is new for many families, and and it's beautiful to see what can happen when families come together and even learn how to pray the rosary. That's why we have all the prayers written down. The manual is easy to follow, and um, and uh, real real differences happen. Real special graces. And as a missionary, it's such a privilege to be able to witness that firsthand. And again, uh, it's Joanne and Chuck Wilson hosting the program this morning. We're speaking with Father Jonathan Wilson on the Sacred Heart Hour. And uh, if you are interested in further information or you're interested in signing up for an enthronement, feel free to call 614-459-4800. That's 614-459-4820. Or go to our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org. And that's sacredheartcolumbus.org. And Father, how is, as you see the rolling out of reintroducing the Sacred Heart, because your parish was built in 1941, and at that point, oh, that's you, good. You knew yeah, that. I'm yeah. impressed with that. And you and you had um, <laughs> Pope, I think it was Pope Pius the Eleventh, if I'm correct, um, who also was very supportive of the Sacred Heart. And I don't know whether that's the reason why you had the side chapel originally for the Sacred Heart. That's a good question. So the parish, yeah, was the the church was built in 1941. Uh, parish was established in 1905, and anytime you you see something built into a church, it reflects the the faith of the people at that time. Uh, and clearly, to have had a there were two side altars in our original church, one in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary on the left side, and then then on the right side facing the altar was the side shrine, the side altar of the Sacred Heart, and it it definitely reflects a strong devotion to um, the Sacred Heart. We also had in our parish a um, one of our, our um, native sons of the parish who had been ordained uh, a priest, had also had a great devotion to the, uh, the Sacred Heart, and I did encounter in one of our older uh, the families who had a home in the family for a number of years, a, a, an image of the Sacred Heart over the mantle of this family home, and it was signed on the back of the image uh, from the 1930s, where that wow. family had enthroned their home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, and so <laughs> it's also been for us an opportunity, again, to rediscover uh, a devotion that has been part of our of our faith. But like so many other things, we've we tend to forget no, uh, Pope Benedict spoke about how Europe is experiencing a kind of spiritual amnesia, a kind of hmm. loss of memory regarding who we are and where we came from. And so as we rediscover these time-tested and yeah, approved and encouraged aspects of our faith, like devotion to the Sacred Heart, we also in a way recover our memory uh, of, of who we are and where we've been, uh, and, and part of what's brought us to, to to why we're still here today. Well, you know, we do get people say, thinking that this was, um, you know, kind of eliminated after Vatican II. So I, I really appreciate you connecting us with the Eucharist and with that this is not something that, you know, your grandparents did, but is not really in favor today. It's very relevant today. I think more relevant than ever before. And again, we we have number of programs uh, that we offer today with the enthronement. One is within the home. Uh, the other one is schools, and we've oh uh, yeah, we have witnessed a number of of the schools uh, enthroning the Sacred Heart, and we've seen the graces that have come from that from parishes. Uh, that have enthroned the Sacred Heart. Our diocese has consecrated uh, the Sacred Heart renewal um, again uh, two years ago with Bishop Campbell, um, and then organizations, and one is um, like uh, St. Gabriel. Yes. Had the enthronement, and maybe share a little bit about that, Joanne. 
Well, I really leave that to Bill to share. I think that could be a great program. But I will say that when that happened, um, miracles happened as far as helping us find the way of God's plan. And really, I think that's what it's all about, too, is trusting in God and giving and allowing that peace that, you know, once you have enthroned your home and made our Lord the head of the home, uh, it's a great relief that, you know, he is there in a new way, new graces, new help. And we just experienced that when um, Chuck just had a heart procedure, heart procedure, (laughs) (laughs) sacred heart. But the peace that we had was, um, was, was special. It was extraordinary. And we really attribute that to also the graces of and prayers of and, the Sacred Heart. And if you're considering and you say, what's this entail? Again, we mentioned a little bit earlier, it entails one hour for the preparation phase, a team, we call it the Missionaries of the Sacred Heart team. Two people would come to your home. We just go into one room. We don't have to go into all the rooms. And we're not looking at the decorations or anything. We're there to just bring Jesus. And that's what Father Stosh Daly has said. Just bring Jesus. We have a manual. We bring the statue. We have rosaries. We have a DVD. You just have to open the door. And and after one hour, uh, then we will leave you with the instructions to prepare for the next time we come, which is a week later. Uh, and we witness your enthronement. We don't enthrone. Missionary teams don't enthrone. We just witness. And, Father, what do you think the barriers are today preventing uh, homes and couples knowing that they they, they, they want to have the Sacred Heart, but they're not willing to so-called pull the trigger on that? That's a, That's a great question. I think there's probably many... You know, aspects to that answer. Certainly people are, are busy today, and uh, they're just feeling overwhelmed with life and so many activities, one more thing to do. And uh, what, what you hope they discover is Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and find life burdensome, mm. and I will refresh you. You know, take my yoke upon your shoulders and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. But somehow if they are seeing our Lord as another, another burden, uh, in an already burdened life, I think that can be a factor. I think as well, uh, there's an intimidation uh, in the sense of people don't necessarily feel, quote, religious, and this is uh, something that maybe pulls them out of their comfort zone. Uh, there can be a sense of unworthiness uh, similar to that. And, and so all of that is an invitation for us to help people realize Jesus has come to seek and to save the lost, uh, that he dined with sinners and tax collectors, that I think in our homes especially people feel uh, the, the reality of life, you know, that they might be able to present something out on social media and, and in their conversations and in their professional life, uh, but they're maybe most painfully aware of what isn't right in their home, and perhaps that's the most intimidating place for them to welcome someone else into. Uh, and yet it's the one space, of course, that that uh, they ultimately they will experience everything they're longing for in their family life. Well, that is really well said. Well, we have the uh, Women's Conference coming up February 16th, and then the Men's Conference will be the following Saturday, February 23rd. And um, what I've always thought that that's great for the women to attend over three thousand, and and if you don't have it on your calendars, get it. The registration is open both for the women's conference and the men's conference, and for the men to attend the following week. But this is all about the family. This is about bringing Jesus into the family, where those graces that come from the conferences are great. But we need to get the whole family involved with Jesus and his loving heart. And that's what this is about, is the 12 promises. I will bring peace to the families uh, that expose and honor my heart. And, Father, I think one of the things you're doing already 
is you're helping people to honor the sacred heart. Uh, but the key is how do we get them to expose that sacred heart? Yeah, and one one aspect of this devotion that I think connects to family life that I want to to mention here is uh, that that simple prayer. You know, Jesus, make our hearts like yours. You know, it can mm-hmm. be translated different ways, but but part of the devotion to the Sacred Heart is a desire that our hearts will become more like Jesus's heart, um, and we can imagine a family where their hearts become more and more like Jesus's heart. And we can imagine how that would transform family life. And so, so one aspect of this devotion that I think is important that we emphasize is that it is a devotion to the person of Jesus. It is an honoring of the, of the image of the sacred heart. It is a proclamation that Jesus is Lord. But it's also an invitation to allow our hearts to become more like his. Uh, one of the scriptures that I return to consistently is Galatians uh, chapter 2, verses 19 and 20, where St. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ, yet I live no longer I, but Christ lives in me. And one of the uh, spiritual writers that uh, that I return to consistently is Blessed Columba Marmion, who was a, a Benedictine abbot, monk, spiritual writer of the early 1900s. And we could say all of his books are basically written about this one verse. Yet I live, no longer I, but Christ lives in me. This idea that we're called to live the life of Christ. And so part of the devotion to the Sacred Heart is a call to live the life of Christ, to have Christ live his life in us. And if families are living that, what's that going to look like? Well, they're going to be kind. They're going to be patient. They're going to be understanding. They're going to be generous. They're going to be merciful. All of the, the virtues, the Catechism says that all of the virtues are contained within the heart of Jesus. All the virtues that are, are necessary for a happy family are found in the heart of Jesus. And so if a family is striving to, to live the life of Christ, if they're striving to have their hearts resemble more and more Jesus' heart, and if they're allowing, uh, through the power of God's grace, their hearts to be changed, then their family life is going to be transformed, and everything that they want, ultimately, they're going to have. Not in the sense of material possessions, necessarily, or because things don't satisfy our heart, we know that. But people want peace, they want joy, they want love, they want, they want um, communion with others. And, and so that's one aspect of the devotion to the Sacred Heart that I think is really important to emphasize, that ultimately... It's an invitation for our hearts, and a challenge for our hearts to become more like Jesus's heart. Um, and when we live that, of course, it transforms our relationships. And again, one of the promises, mm-hmm. and these promises were given to Saint Margaret Mary back in 1673, and they're they're called the Twelve Promises. Uh, and Jesus appeared to Saint Margaret Mary over a two-year period, and that's where the Twelve Promises came. And I just think, number two, I will give peace to their families. And I don't think there's a greater gift that the husband or wife can give to that family than to enthrone their home today to the Sacred Heart. And I think, Father, as we wrap this up, any final comments, any challenges out there uh, to getting people to understand, just do it. Just I don't know do why it. you wouldn't do it. <laughs> Well, I, again, I think it's an invitation. To, it's a way of inviting Jesus into your home in a, in a new way. And also, it's a way to, to, to strive to have our hearts more like Him. Because ultimately, what pe- I think what people need to realize is everything they truly want is found in the heart of Jesus. Well, we can't wow. thank you enough for joining us this morning. And would you close us in prayer for this session? Of course, uh, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Lord Jesus, on this first Friday of the month, we honor your sacred heart. We adore, we worship your your heart in this Christmas season. We are uh, so grateful for your incarnation. The Word became flesh, that literally you assumed not just a human nature, uh, but uh, a human heart, and that you loved us with a human and divine heart. 
We pray that uh, you would help us to realize that you don't come as one who accuses, uh, but one who has come to seek and to save the lost, and that everything that we desire in our hearts, uh, you desire for us. Make this prayer in your most holy name. Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Bishop Frederick Campbell, the Bishop of Columbus, Ohio, wishing you all a very happy, holy, and blessed Christmas. And may all the joy and all the grace of this event be with you and your families and your loved ones forever. Town Money Saver. Shop locally, save locally. TownMoneySaver.com, a business underwriter and proud supporter of AM820. Did you know that your body has a theology? Legend has it that St. Augustine was walking along a beach one day. He saw a boy running back and forth, filling a cup with water and pouring it into a hole, only to watch it disappear into the sand. What are you doing? Augustine asked. I'm emptying the sea into this hole, replied the boy. Are we not also trying to fill our own God-shaped hole? When I have one chocolate, I want two. One reality show, and before you know it, I've watched a whole series. Binge-watching, binge-eating, binge-gossiping. This lust in our heart is the fruit of our disobedience in the Garden of Eden, and it's through the theology of the body that we allow our restless heart as Augustine said so long ago, to rest in Thee. I'm Clarissa Chichioko for Creative Catholic Works. For more TOB Minutes, you can find us at creativecatholicworks.org. Help us drive home the Word of God to our St. Gabriel Catholic Radio family of listeners. Did you know that you can donate your car, truck, or van to AM820? And your donation may qualify you for a tax deduction. It's easy and a great way to share the Word of God with listeners all over Ohio. Call 614-459-4820 or visit us online for details at stgabrielradio.com. Andy on call. Home repair and remodeling projects. Not handy? Call Andy. On the web at andyoncallcolumbus.com. That's andyoncallcolumbus.com. Good morning and welcome back to the Sacred Heart Hour, again co-hosted by Father Stosh Daly, who's returning from Rome, and uh, he will be back this weekend uh, along with my wife, Joanne. So it's Joanne and I, uh, and we have some great, another great guest coming up. And uh, Joanne, why don't you just share a little bit about who the guest's going to be, and then we'll open us in prayer. Well, the first session we heard from our son, Father Jonathan Wilson, and did a great job. And now we are looking forward to speaking with John Swisher. John is a missionary, one of our 80 missionary teams, he and Jeannie. They have enthroned over 53 witness, over 53 homes. And John is a parishioner at St. Pius in Reynoldsburg. And it is such a pleasure to have you here today, John. We're really looking forward to hearing firsthand from a true missionary all about the enthronement process. But we'll begin with a prayer. And this is our special prayer. It's on holy cards, and it's been distributed all throughout the country and uh, even beyond. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, 
assistance in my temporal needs. Your blessings on all that I do in the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. Father, Father, Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Again, you can call in uh, with any questions you might have or sign up for an enthronement. I can call in to St. Gabriel and the staff here are answering the phones. 614-459-4820. And we're talking about, uh, on the Sacred Heart Hour, the enthronement. And we're not just talking about enthronement in homes. We're talking about businesses, schools, parishes, organizations. Dorm rooms. Dorm rooms. Nursing rooms. Nursing home rooms. So the opportunity is there because our Lord uh, said that um, for those that expose and honor my sacred heart, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state and life. And that's one of the 12 promises. So we're just... Uh, bringing you this uh, next half hour uh, to share a little bit more uh, with a great missionary of our ta- of our of our time, uh, John Swisher and John and uh, Jeannie uh, have four children and uh, they have two grand uh, children. Uh, he was a cradle Catholic. He works at Grange as an attorney, uh, parishioner at St. Pius, as Joanne mentioned currently president of the Paris Council. He's a fourth-degree knight and involved with that man is you. And uh, they had their home and throne in 2016. uh, By by you guys. Yes, we were privileged to be there. I suckered them into coming all the way out to Pataskala. (laughs) It was a pleasure. It It was was. a joy. And what a gift in 2016. And uh, as Joanne mentioned, they've enthroned and witnessed enthronement of 51 homes in three years. And uh, John mentioned that St. Gabriel Radio was pivotal to John's reversion to the faith about 10 years ago and how many people feel the same way. So we always want to make sure that you know St. Gabriel can always use your help. So, you know, if you're not a sustaining member, feel free uh, to sign up. Support St. Gabriel Radio because this is the reason that we're on the air listener today. Listener supported. It and is I've, listener supported. I've been a sustaining member for six years now. So wonderful. Money well spent. Money well spent. Well, God bless you, John. And again, welcome. And why don't you share with our audience why do you believe the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is important, especially today? Well, I guess. As I said, we had our home and throne three years ago. I wish I would have done it sooner. Uh, But finally, we responded to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Um, As you mentioned, my wife, Jeannie, is a wonderful holy lady. She led me back to the church, and St. Gabriel was very instrumental in that reversion back to my faith. And as a father, a husband, and a grandfather now... um, all you got to do is turn on the evening news or read the uh, mm. local newspaper, and you can see the world that's going on around you. You can get depressed. You can get depressed very quickly. <laughs> and so why wouldn't a husband, father, grandfather, uncle, brother, why wouldn't he enthrone the Sacred Heart of Jesus mm. and the Immaculate Heart of Mary in his dwelling place where his family resides, mm. where his kids are coming, where his grandkids are coming? I look at it as I'm the... And I didn't always look at it this way. It was my reversion that opened my eyes and the Holy Spirit in the church and then getting to know my faith. I'm the leader of my family spiritually, not finan- not just financially, not mm-hmm. just, you know, controlling the schedule and who's going where, when, and who's paying the bills. But my primary mission is the spiritual head of the family. So I, once I finally realized that and woke up to that important fact, uh, enthroning the home to the Sacred Heart was a natural mm-hmm. piece of that. And why wouldn't I? I mean, I try to set the tone in my family. I try to set the tone in my household. And so what better way to set the tone and set the pace for your family than to put Jesus in charge of your home? And what what has been different since the enthronement in 2016 that you feel that's happened, the graces that have happened in your home or your family, John? Well, uh, as the first thing that we noticed, and as you alluded to it a little earlier, uh, 
Joanne, was that just from the first day when you guys showed up on day one for the enthronement process, that first week we could tell the difference mm-hmm. around our household. Um, and it's it, we've really seen the grace of the second promise that has brought peace to our family. It has brought peace to our family. And not only peace between the wife and I and our marriage, but intergenerational peace, peace between me and the kids mm-hmm. and peace between me and the grandkids. So now it's an intergenerational peace that the uh, Sacred Heart of Jesus mm-hmm. has brought to our family in a, in a palpable way. And the other thing, the other graces is it brought about a new boldness mm-hmm. to Jeannie and I mm-hmm. that now we're not, we used to be very timid about evangelizing. Mm-hmm. We're not timid about evangelizing anymore. We openly evangelize people. We especially openly evangelize our family. And the, one of the biggest graces was um, after my brother and sister-in-law saw what had, how the Sacred Heart and Immaculate Heart of Mary, Sacred Heart of Jesus and Immaculate Heart of Mary had transformed our household, they saw it. They've had a reversion. And they had us over to their house last year to enthrone their home. Oh, and that so, is beautiful. Yeah, so those wonderful graces have been flowing. And it's been very instrumental in our oldest daughter, Emily's reversion back to the faith. And now we're trying to uh, keep keep it going. Well, you know, I, as we talk about that, and I know that you and Jeannie are a missionary team. And I jo- have goosebumps hearing that, John. <laughs> that is really exciting. And Joanne mentioned that we have 80 missionaries, 40 teams, and you're one of the teams, you and Jeannie. Uh, share a little bit about what a team, what, what happens with a team, how this process works, and how... We're there to just witness the enthronement of a family and not cause any anxiety for them, really mm-hmm. to bring them just Jesus. Help is on the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yes. And so we've been privileged. And uh, when I signed up to have our home enthroned and you two came out and helped enthrone our home, I didn't realize I was signing up also to be a missionary. You're very <laughs> persuasive people. And so not only did I have my home enthroned, but the next thing I know, I was we enlisted. We saw a special spark. <laughs> exactly. You must have saw something, Joanne. We did. Uh, next thing you know, we were missionaries in the Sacred Heart, <laughs> and uh, we were on the road. And uh, we haven't looked back. We've been doing it three years, as you said. We've witnessed and helped enthrone over 51 homes. Um, and the first thing we always share with people is, and that you guys shared with us when you came to help enthrone our home, was that it's their enthronement. Mm-hmm. We're just there to help facilitate, to witness, to to grease the skids, to bring them the stuff, to show them how to do it. It's their home. It's their enthronement. We're just there to help facilitate it. We're not there to rock the boat. We're not there to check their mm-hmm. house out. Mm-hmm. We only go in the parts of the house that they invite us to. We certainly are very flexible with the schedule. We're very flexible with family commitments because we know how busy everybody is. And so... Um, we go in, the first thing we try to do is put the family at ease, or the couple, or the individual, mm-hmm. whatever the situation may be, and then we bring all the materials, and the first thing we do with them the first five or ten minutes is we explain the whole process from day one to day eight, and we tell them that we'll be here on day one to help, and we'll be back on day eight to help with the actual enthronement, and then days two through seven, they're on their own, but we leave them the game plan, we leave them all the materials. And the DVD. And the DVD. With Father, so it's, he is mm-hmm. there through... Uh, the miracle of digital television. <laughs> and you know, the interesting thing that we found is that um, as we go into younger and younger homes, millennials, they don't have DVD players. Oh, no. So we are now uh, sending, and the nice thing is we found all the days on uh, YouTube. And oh, now, yes, So we John. watch it on YouTube with the younger folks on their now. computer. Chuck, we've got to get with it. <laughs> we've got to get with that. And I've saved all eight, day eights of the YouTube video, Father Stosh, and I send them out to people ahead of time oh. when I find out they don't have a DVD player. That is brilliant. So that's one of the things we've learned is the older folks like us. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's just an interesting <laughs> side bit. But uh, we get there, we, sh- we kind of lay out the whole week for them, kind of put them at ease, tell them that it's per their mm-hmm. schedule, per their availability. They don't have to do it every day at four o'clock or something. It's per their busy schedule, their work commitments, their family commitments. And then um, we just kind of let the Holy Spirit take over from them and we get them started. And it's kind of, a, it's really beautiful to watch it unfold in so many different homes and how naturally it unfolds. And you know, John, we found that in many homes, they do not have 
religious pictures or mm-hmm. images or as Mother Angelica always said, holy reminders. Right. So by bringing the pictures of Jesus and Mary for many homes, it's something new and it's and it's really welcome because it is a reminder. Amen. Yes, and, it is. You're right. And we leave them yes. the images so they can have their own little mm-hmm. shrine uh, and so forth. And again, you're listening to Joanne and Chuck Wilson on the Sacred Heart Hour. Our guest is John Swisher. Uh, if you have a question or would like to sign up for an enthronement, and we throw that challenge out there with John here explaining the process, um, it's 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. Call in to sign up, or you can go on our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org sacredheartcolumbus.org and um, you know I think be open to this invitation and really uh, John you probably have experienced the invitation on these 51 homes that nobody has come back and said John I wish we didn't do it nobody's (laughs) ever come back Chuck and asked for their money back you're correct (laughs) but no the the enthronement is free so I don't want to put any misleading yes you're correct everybody all we've ever heard is wonderful feedback about the blessings that have come from it, the peace that's brought to their family, to their marriages, to their homes. So, yes, you are 100% correct. But we do leave a donation envelope. It's a free will offering, but there is no cost to our coming at all. Right. And, John, any stories with these 51 homes uh, that you can recall for our listeners to help them again we're trying to break through the barrier. Mm-hmm. What is preventing individuals or families f- that have a heart to do this but not willing to open the door? Right. Well, I guess the first, the top three issues that we've encountered on inviting people to enthrone their homes and the feedback we get or the reluctance or the feet dragging, whatever you want to call it, is one, people are busier than ever, especially with family kid activities. Uh, the second is we get this we get this uh, on a recurring basis that I've always been kind of perplexed by is they don't feel worthy mm. to have their home enthroned. They don't feel that they're, they're at the right place uh, with their faith life. And then the final thing is um, I think it, I, I, I remember you guys talked about it about 15, 20 minutes ago with Father Wilson is that a lot of families don't have an ongoing prayer life. And so they feel mm-hmm. a little intimidated that some people they don't know that well are going to show up and start praying with them. And so those are probably the three main obstacles that we encounter. And the wife and I have gotten good over the last couple of years. My wife is, you guys know my wife well, Joanne. She's Chuck. awesome. She is awesome. She is definitely my better half. Um, she's a great salesman. And so she is quick to identify the roadblock. Hmm. And then we try our best to explain in a very loving, non-confrontational, very easygoing way of why that roadblock doesn't matter, that Jesus Mm. wants to meet you where you're at and then take you further. It doesn't matter where you're at in your faith journey, where you're at in the pilgrimage. Jesus wants to meet you there and take you further. And then the other kind of uh, tried and true response I always have is that, wow, you do have a busy life, or wow, you're right, your Mm. marriage is kind of in a rocky spot, Mm. or wow, your kids are kind of in a rocky spot. You need the sacred heart of Jesus Mm. more than ever. This Mm. isn't a time to delay. This is a time to get Jesus in there. So it's when things aren't going well that you need Mm. Jesus. If everything's rosy and peachy, I mean, mean, we're all busy. We all have things going on in our family. You're probably not being truthful. (laughs) Exactly. Good point. So we try to identify that, and then we try to uh, put their mind at ease, and we say, who really is worthy of having Jesus? We have communion on Sunday. Who's worthy of receiving the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus? But we are, and because God's grace gets us there. So just open yourself up to God's grace. Well, I think when you bring up that worthiness, that is a barrier. And, you know, really the, the key to the sacred heart is his heart's outside his body because he just wants to bring that love to every home. Amen and allow our hearts to become more like his heart. Amen. So as we see that, John, and um, as you see that worthiness issue, um, for the people you have enthroned, is there anyone particular that has said, I didn't feel I was worthy, and then they came back and said, thank you? Oh, yes, a number of people have done that. And we've had, 
We've had some great stories from the enthronements over the last three years. Uh, in particular, we had um, one young couple that was not married in the church. They didn't have a sacramental marriage. They had a civil marriage. And we got to know them. We introduced them to the enthronement idea. They finally came around to it, and they invited us in. We went and we enthroned their home. And six months later, they called us, and they said, we're getting married in the church. Hmm, Praise God. Praise God. We set it up with a father at our parish. We're getting married in the church, and we want you and Jeannie, we want Jeannie to be the maiden of honor and you to be the best man. Wow. So we got invited back to their marriage, uh, to their wedding, their church wedding, and they turned their civil union into a sacramental Catholic marriage, (sighs) and it was a beautiful thing to watch. Um, And on a couple occasions, we've actually had people, I remember one family, a beautiful family over in the east side of Columbus, a large family, and when we came in, they invited us in. We didn't know them that well. We got to meet them that first day. And we could tell as soon as we walked in the home, there was a tension in the air. There was a tenseness in the air. And then after uh, we met with the parents first, they had a slew of kids, which was always beautiful to see. Uh, they shared with us that the husband was out of work. And there was the house was, you can kind of feel it in the air in the house, that the house was kind of on edge because dad had been unemployed for a while. And so uh, we helped enthrone their home. We helped witnesses. They did a beautiful job. The kids participated. It was such a blessing to witness it, and we could just see the graces unfold. Three days after the enthronement, we got a call. Dad found a wonderful job. The job mm. he'd been pursuing finally opened up, and he got it. Mm. And you could just tell, you could just tell from the phone call from the the wife and the mother that the tension was gone in the house, and mm. they were in the blessings that came from the Sacred Heart enthronement. So we've had cases like that over and over where families have followed up with us and told us about how the blessings that have unfolded in their family. And the only the only complaint they've ever had is, we wish we would have yes. done this sooner. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we hear. And, you know, we've talked about, our Lord has said, for those that expose and honor my sacred heart. And we've talked about the exposing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about honoring, because this is not a once and done. Right. Do you explain that to the people and give them some tools, how to continue to honor? And obviously one of them is getting the mass on Sunday, exactly. receiving and, first Friday. and the sacraments the first Friday. Amen. But go ahead. Any thoughts? Well, as I said earlier, one of the things that we notice is some of these families that, we're, that we go in and we meet and we help a witness and help them with their enthronement is they don't have an active prayer life going on in the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've always we've also noticed occasionally we find people that aren't very comfortable with praying the rosary. And so one of the beautiful things that comes from the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is that they get a prayer life going and they get a rosary prayer life going. And the materials that we bring lay it all out and very easy to understand, very easy to follow, very easy. And then we leave the books with them. We don't take the stuff back. Uh, as we said, with the blessed pictures of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, stay. And we always leave the materials behind, too. We leave four or five booklets with them that help them keep their prayer life going. And then we explain to them that this is not a one-and-done deal. This isn't like you're checking a box. This is a new way of life. It's a new way of a, it's a new protocol in the family. A new path has been set for the whole household and the family. And then we kind of explain to them on day eight after we've actually concluded the enthronement, uh, we gave him a little a, a witness, a little testimony on how it's affected us and our marriage and our family and how it kick-started an active and ongoing prayer life. And the wife and I are now very comfortable in praying together, and we pray the rosary together daily. We pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet together daily, and it all is a fruit that came from enthroning the Sacred Heart of Jesus in our home that wasn't there before. And we tell them, we were just like you before we enthroned our home, and this helped Bringing Jesus and Mary into our home helped get this all started, and it's supposed to start in your home and keep going. Wow, that's beautiful. And, you know, it brings to mind um, a home that we had enthroned, the honoring part, where the um, wife shared with me that her uh, son wanted to bring his girlfriend home and stay in the home, Mm -hmm. cohabitating. And she said, no, our home has been enthroned to the Sacred Heart this is now, you know, a holy place. Mm-hmm. And this, you know, I can't allow that. And he accepted it. Wow. And she accepted it because it was true. They were 
exposing and honoring the Sacred Heart. So it really gave him something to think about in the parents, a new confidence, a new ability Amen. to stand for the Lord. The graces that flowed yes. from the enthronement gave her the... Yep exposed her to the truth that she was able to share with her family in a loving way. That is so true. Well said, John. Exactly. And as we talk about the 12 promises that were given to St. Margaret Mary by our Lord Jesus, I was thinking number three, uh, John, when you were sharing about a couple, I will console them in all their troubles. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that it's always going to have a happy ending. I right. think what, what we see is we have more peace more tools and more tools mm-hmm. to do and as you mentioned when you leave you you've left the manuals with them mm-hmm. you've you've given them all the tools they have the dvd which they can keep they have the images mm-hmm. and even if it's just pr- start off praying a decade right start off praying as a family mm-hmm. uh and so forth and then i thought of that Trepid, tepid souls shall become fervent, and fervent souls shall speedily rise to great perfection. And I think, John, for both of us, mm-hmm. we've seen where we were, right. and after the enthronement, how all of a sudden that fervent soul, mm-hmm. you're a lot more open Amen. to share Jesus Christ. But, you know, Father reminds us is that also, sort of like the healing of a wound, many times things become exposed, Right. And that, you know, maybe some things that need to change right. or and the so wound you, needs to be uh, cleaned. Exactly. And so, you know, hang in there. If you're out there listening, saying, oh, but gee, we're going through a difficult time. Right. Well, maybe you need to go through that time. You do need to go through that time with the Lord, with the graces Amen. to do, you know, to be able to come to where he wants you to be. And, and on several occasions, we've had couples that have uh, either were dealing with the husband or the wife in the setting it up and scheduling, coordinating it, is that one of the spouses isn't as on board about enthroning the home. And we always say, hey, we're not going to force, we're certainly not going to force anything on you. It's your home, it's your family, it's your enthronement. But we were able to get in there and help with the enthronement, even when one of the spouses was kind of lukewarm about it. And we found in every one of those situations once we got Jesus and Mary into that home, the graces that flowed from the enthronement and having Jesus now the mm-hmm. king, brother, and friend of your household, it brought the other spouse around. The gra- Once you introduce that grace into the family, you'll be amazed at what will, what will occur. We've and had I, the same thing, John. And again, the, the ninth promise is, and we'll end with this, and then we'll, we'll close in a prayer, but I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Amen. And it doesn't say that you have to be living a perfect life. No. Who it, is? Do, it, it doesn't say that you have to be, you know, educated in the church teaching. He just wants to bring the graces to the family, and he knows us more than we know ourselves. Just that open we the need door. His graces. And you want to open the door. Open the door of your heart. And you also want to open that front door and say whatever is not of Jesus out of this home. Amen. Because oh, yeah. we have, I almost hit the mic on that one. <laughs> but anyway, John, as we close and we're going to close with the prayer um, of the renewal prayer by the sacred heart of Jesus. Um, any final thoughts, John, and challenging or giving the people the invitation I would just like to throw a challenge out there to all my brothers in Christ, all the uh, husbands, dads, grandfathers, uncles. Don't be afraid. Open, take charge. Don't be afraid. Take a leap, you know, take a step for your family. Uh, It's the best thing that you can do for your family, your marriage, your your kids, your grandkids. So I just want to put a challenge out to all my brothers in Christ out there. Be the leader, be the spiritual leader that you're called to be. Don't be shy. Take that challenge. John, we well can't said, thank, John. Can't thank, thank you, so you much. enough. And let's close in prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Most kind Jesus, I humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family and ourselves to thy divine heart. Be thou our King forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May the Spirit penetrate our thoughts 
our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings. Share in our joys and in our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. 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 Turn up your faith. This is the home for listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, WVSG Columbus, Ohio, AM 820. 